It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network. Great play. And nobody going to catch this one. Fernando launching to left field. Deep into the second deck. Deep into the night. And the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the fourth. Fernando Tatis Jr. got the scoring started. A solo home run. Home run number 23 for number 23. On his bobblehead night here at Petco Park. A 1-0 lead in the fourth inning after the Fernando solo shot into the second deck in left. Padres would score three in the fourth inning, four in the sixth inning, one in the eighth inning as they cruise to an 8-0 win against the Philadelphia Phillies. Sam Levitt with you here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Our post game coverage lot to do we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a matter of minutes we'll recap this one in its entirety all the radio highlights for you and a lot to talk about including an outstanding performance here tonight from Pedro Avila the finest performance of his major league career to this point six and two-thirds scoreless innings picks up his first major league win and a big big part of the 14th shutout win for the Padres here in 2023 they got plenty of offense against Michael Lorenzen as his outing went on. Fernando led the way with the home run, but the Padres uh, scored a lot after that. Eight runs on ten hits total here tonight. And a big night for Fernando. Everybody was here early to get the bobbleheads. It was the 55th sellout of the season here in downtown San Diego. More than 42,000, nearly 43,000 in the building here tonight. And Fernando gave them something to cheer about with that home run in the fourth inning. I caught up with Fernando Tatis Jr. on the field right after the game. All right, we'll get to that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. interview in just a moment uh, once we have it ready to go. Uh, But no runs on three hits, uh, one error for Philadelphia. For San Diego, eight runs, ten hits, and no errors. And uh, after that home run by Fernando, great job by Manny Machado. Xander Bogarts, a single, then a double, then Luis Camposano hitting to a fielder's choice. That ended up bringing two runs home, a throwing error by Bryson Stott led to uh, two runs coming in. Padres would get four more in the sixth inning and one more in the eighth inning, like we said. All right, I think we have the Fernando Tatis Jr. interview ready now. Let's hear from Fernando. Fernando, two straight games with a couple of long home runs in both. Let me start. Three, two, one. Fernando, two straight games, a home run in each. They both went a long way. What's giving you the ability to drive the ball like that right now? Uh, just keep it consistent at bats, you know, going to a play with a, with a right approach, right mentality, and executing at the end. Pedro Avila, he was outstanding tonight. Six and two-thirds scoreless innings. From your perspective in right field, what worked so well for him? It was amazing. He was executing his pitches. He was attacking the entire night. And, I mean, he executed to perfection tonight. You and Pedro go a ways back. You played in the minor leagues together. On a personal level, what's it like to see him get to the major leagues and have the type of success he continues to have? It's amazing, especially when you know the battle, where they come from, you know, all the struggles they have been through. And now seeing them in the big league level having success is just an amazing story to be part of. 
another sold-out crowd here tonight. It was your bobblehead night. What was it like to put on a show on your bobblehead night? It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> always great when, when you can contribute, you know, and, and always, it's always a beautiful day when you can play this game. They gave you some of those bobbleheads, right? Yeah, they did. They gave okay. <laughs> Fernando, thanks so much. Great job tonight. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after heard me restart the interview. See the magic of radio, the uh, the flubs and all. Why not? All right, eat nothing Padres win it. Lot to do here in our post game show. All the radio highlights coming up when we come back, and we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin as the Padres even up this three game series at a game apiece, setting up a rubber game tomorrow afternoon here at Petco Park. Our post game show continues after this on the Padres radio network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in the middle game of this three-game set. The Padres 8 and the Phillies nothing as the Padres improved to 66-74. and 74. Phillies dropped to 76-62. and 62. And the Padres have now won four out of their last five. Had the three-game win streak snapped last night. They bounced back in a nice way after a tough loss yesterday with the Padres showing fight, showing resilience, but ultimately coming up short yesterday, bouncing back with a very very nice night the offense the starting pitching the bullpen work it all really clicked tonight for the Padres in an eight nothing win Sam Levitt with you here at Petco Park on our post game coverage here on the Padres radio network we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up here in just a little bit but first let's recap how this one went down Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Both starting pitchers were rolling early on. Pedro Avila allowed some base traffic in the first four innings, but the Padres' defense turned three double plays behind him. Trent Grisham also made an outstanding catch in center in the first inning. We'll play that for you later. Meanwhile, Michael Lorenzen had faced just one batter over the minimum through three innings. Still a scoreless game as Lorenzen went back to the mound in the fourth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. led off. Sosa made a great play, and nobody going to catch this one. Fernando launching to left field, deep into the second deck, deep into the night, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the fourth. Home run number 23-4, number 23, a long home run by Fernando. 431 feet got the scoring started. Padres kept it going. A one-out single for Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts doubled. That sent Manny to third base. With the infield playing in, there were runners on second and third for Luis Campusano. As the ball is hit to the right side, Stott's coming home. The throw is wide, and Manny will score as the ball goes to the backstop. Bogart's rounding third. He's going to score. Camposano to second the throw, and he is out. So Camposano is out at second, but both runs come into score on a ground ball to second base, and the Padres lead it 3 to nothing. Padres had that 3-0 lead heading into the fifth inning. Avila pitched a scoreless fifth inning, a scoreless sixth inning with another double play turned behind him. At that point, Avila already a career high in innings pitch. Six shutout innings. Padres then got to Michael Lorenzen again in the bottom half of the inning. They loaded the bases with nobody out for Xander Bogarts. First pitch to Bogarts after the mound visit. Chopped to third and that'll get through a base hit. Tatis has scored. Soto held it third. Bowman Sosa, the two infielders on the left side, both kind of stopped and looked at each other. Next thing you know, it's four to nothing. Luis Campusano was next. Now Campusano with the bases loaded, nobody out. Loops one into shallow center, a base hit. Soto's going to score. Manny's on his way. Marsh's throw is cut, a two-run single, and a six-nothing lead in the sixth. Padres then scored another on a fielder's choice from Matthew Batten. A run scored on the play. It was 7 to nothing. San Diego. Lorenzen gave up all seven runs. Six were earned. Meanwhile, Pedro Avila went back out for the top of the seventh inning. He got the first two outs of the inning, then walked Brandon Marsh. That was it for Avila, replaced by Tom Cosgrove, who struck out the only battery faced in the game. So for Pedro Avila, he was the star of the night. Six and two-thirds, scoreless innings, two hits allowed, 
Six walks, one strikeout. He was in line for his first major league win. The Padres' bullpen took care of the rest. Ray Curris scored the eighth inning. Then the Padres got one more in the bottom half of the eighth inning. A sack fly by Matt Carpenter. Ray Kerr, a scoreless ninth inning, and that was it. 8 nothing. the Padres beat the Phillies in the middle game of this three-game series. Eight runs on ten hits, no errors for San Diego, no runs, three hits, and one error for Philly. Michael Lorenzen took the loss. He's now 8-9. and nine. And Pedro Avila, like we said, his first MLB win, he improves to 1-2. and two. Let's go downstairs and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Bob, a pretty special night for Pedro Ali, like yeah. getting his first major league win and a pretty impressive night as well, the way, the way he was able to get the ground balls. Yeah, I mean, get a guy on, get a double play. Didn't walk, uh, what? Walked a few guys, but um, was really efficient. It's a good lineup that's been hot. Well, you know, something to feel proud of, obviously. Is that kind of what you expected out of him putting him into the starting rotation? More of these types of outings. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that you figure that, but you know, you walk a few guys and you end up getting double plays. But he's he's pitched well, whether it's long relief. You know, maybe his last outing not as good. We didn't play great defense behind him, but you, you look up, he's got a what a two one ninety ERA. As far as the offense goes, only one strikeout tonight. Just great job of putting the ball in play in general. The last five games, our offense has been good. You know, ever since the first game against the Giants, you know, took a little while today. Got it into the fourth inning, put a crooked number up, and you know, then then another one. So it, the offense has been been really good here recently. We know we have to be, have the ability to be. And hope we keep rolling. How impressive has Xander been these last few days at the plate? Yeah, hitting the ball all over the park, you know, driving it, hitting it down the left field line, shooting it to right field. You know, he's a really good hitter. So um, his average has climbed here quite a bit. He's up over 270 now, four more hits today. Probably as good as far as just putting it in play and hitting it to all the, the entire, using the entire field as he has all year. Fernando went through a streak where he was hitting the ball really well and just warning track. It just came up short a little bit. Now he's getting no. Yeah, those aren't warning track. Those are those are. Yeah, you know what? It's just ebbs and flows of the season. You know, if you really look, and I had this conversation with him the other day. You know, he missed a year plus. He's got two surgeries. He's playing a new position. He's playing every single day. I did not intend to play him every day. I was really hoping for maybe ten games and one off. That type of thing for him, but the position we were in, you know, from the very beginning, and as athletic as he is, how well he was playing in right field, it was hard to give him days off. So I think, you know, you'll see who he is, different spurts, but this this probably wasn't going to be a perfect year for him to begin with. Um, but I'm really proud of the way he's gone about it and has been as durable as he has and gone through some, some tough periods with his head up and continues to play hard. What, do you, what have you noticed about Avila kind of when he walks a guy, gets in a situation like that? It seems pretty calm and even keel. What have you noticed about his demeanor there? Well, I think that kind of resonates regardless. You know, whether he's getting – you can't really tell if you were to walk into the ballpark and, and watch him whether or not he, you know, he was pitching well or not. And, you know, the batters sense those type of things. So if you have some calmness about you, um, I think it plays. And I think that's one of the attributes that he, that, that he has that uh, you know makes him as it makes him good. Has that kind of allowed him to thrive in this this role where <clears throat> I mean he's started, he's relieved, he's pitched multiple innings in relief, and he's right. kind of handled it all pretty. Seamless. Yeah, that and the fact that you know you get to the big leagues and you just try to seize an opportunity. So he did that and got to, got to go in the rotation because of it. And now you know you're trying to put up zeros and, and stay in the rotation. So I think it's just taking advantage of opportunities. Whatever this season holds for you guys is is an opportunity for Avila. One of the things to kind of look at over the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we don't really want to be in that position. We are, um, you know, with Joe and you down. But I think you're always evaluating what you, next year looks like because it's not going to be the same here. You know, there are going to be some changes here and some free agents, so forth and so on. So it's about contributing at a time when we need somebody to contribute and then you know making opportunities for you for the next year it was like a different level of home run to make it to that 
Yeah. Second deck. And what is what is impressive about the kind of power it takes that Manny and Toddy have to get to there? So, yeah, it's the bat speed, and then you see the exit the exit velo. So these are strong guys that you know are some some of the elite guys in the game. So I mean, Toddy's hit a couple balls up there the last couple days. Um, it's tough. You know, you watch BP and you watch. You know, there's some balls go up there, but not too many. Um, but both those guys can hit her up there pretty easily when they catch it all. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's game downstairs here at Petco Park as the Padres beat the Philadelphia Phillies here tonight. 8 nothing. Sam Levitt back with you here uh, inside the booth uh, at Petco Park here tonight as we wrap this one up. A couple of things there from Bob Melvin I want to touch on, and we will dive fully into what Pedro Avila did here tonight because it is worth really breaking down and really talking about. We'll do that in our next segment. I want to talk about two offensive aspects of this game. First, Xander Bogarts is red hot right now. He went four for four tonight, three runs scored, three singles, a double. In his last seven games, Bogarts is now 14 for his last 25 that's a 560 batting average in his last seven games now, and he has three doubles and a home run in that span as well. So he has been just wonderful as of late. And look, you, you think about what Xander was doing at the very start of the year, what he's now starting to do towards the very end of the year. Looks like he's feeling healthy. We know the wrist bothered him uh, for a, a good portion of the year. It's really good to see, and he's somebody the Padres need uh, if they want to go on some sort of incredible run, certainly, but even going into 2024, this is a player that uh, they need to produce at the level he produced in Boston, and certainly he's had some uh, good stretches, but uh, look, it's been, I I think, uh, in some ways, probably a tough season for Xander. Uh, You know, I think he would say that as well, but uh, as of late, it's been really good, and he has shown some periods where uh, you just you just really marvel at what he can do and, and what he might do here in San Diego, San Diego in the future. So Xander Bogarts, he was terrific again here tonight, four for four. You heard Bob Melvin talk about Fernando Tatis Jr., and I want to touch on this because I'm not somebody, if you listen to me enough, pregame, postgame, any of my spots on the station, I'm not somebody who makes bold predictions. But I am going to make one right here, right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to have a big 2024. A really, really big 2024. I thought it was really interesting there to hear Bob Melvin talk about something that we've talked about here on the post game before. The fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. missed all of last year, was coming off multiple surgeries, learning a new position, all of it, and with all that, has still put together a pretty good season here. 23 home runs. He's shown a lot of power the last couple of days. It makes you really excited with a full off season. He's talked about his offseason work being really important to him, and he wasn't able to do that to its full extent last offseason because he was still coming back from the surgeries. I just, I really think Fernando is going to have the the real comeback year next year. Um, I, I liken it to what we've seen almost from Ronald Acuna Jr. with the Braves this season. Coming back from the torn ACL last season, um, you know, was, was good, but played probably below what you would expect him to play. He certainly wasn't putting up monster, monster numbers. And you look at what he's doing this year. I, I think it's... I think it's kind of a similar thing, a similar situation. I, I do. So that is my bold prediction. You can mark it down here on September 5th, 2023, as we approach opening day next year. I think Fernando is primed for an outstanding season next year. Obviously, he's uh, got a ways to go here in 2023, but I thought that was really interesting because it's something we've talked about too. You know, all these different elements to what his season has been and, and what he was coming back from. And you heard Bob Melvin say that his his intention coming into the year was not to play Fernando nearly every day. I mean, he plays I mean, nearly, he plays every day, you know, was was to give him some rest. And, and we know Fernando, you know, um, you know, you know, has has maybe, you know, I don't I don't want to say been worn down, but again, he's coming off 
the surgeries, and it's a long season. It's a long summer. He's, he's playing with energy. He's playing with passion, all the things you love about Fernando Tatis Jr. Certainly by the numbers, it appeared, you know, maybe he was – you know, getting to a point in the season where where it was getting a little long. But he's come back the last couple of nights and, and had a couple of big home runs. He has hit the ball in general better lately. And that is my my prediction for next year. I think it's going to be a really, really big year for Fernando Tatis Jr. And maybe you're seeing some of the signs of that with the home runs, majestic shots into the second deck and left last couple of games. So uh, good stuff for Fernando here tonight on his bobblehead night. And uh, we'll see what's in store the rest of this series, the rubber game of this series tomorrow. Still a lot to do here in our post-game coverage. When we return, we'll talk about Pedro Avila, what he did here tonight. We'll also take your phone calls coming up later, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone number if you want to get involved. We'll replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. Talked with him right after the game down on the field. We'll get to that later at a town scoreboard and much much more to do final score Padres eight Phillies nothing back after this on the Padres radio network pitch on the way Harper takes the curveball lines it into center Grisham charging in slides forward and makes the catch oh Bryce Harper you're gonna get a star hung on you beard or not A scoreless top of the first inning put together by Pedro Avila. Got a little bit of help from his friends. Trent Grisham, a great catch to first inning with Pedro Avila on the mound as the Padres win this game 8-0 over the Philadelphia Phillies here on this Tuesday night, even evening up this uh, three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you here in our post-game coverage from inside the booth here at Petco Park on this Tuesday evening. Great to have you with us. A lot to still do. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr., who had a home run here tonight. His 23rd of the season. Take your phone calls coming up at 833-288-0973. Well, Trent Grisham made a, a great catch, and it was another tough night for Bryce Harper. He was 0 for 3 with a walk. Harper is now 0 for his last 19. We talked in the pregame, and you, you heard a Jesse reference it there that Bryce Harper showed up today with a fully shaven face a clean face which is something you don't typically see Bryce Harper with it seems like he's had a a big bushy beard forever well he shaved he was clean he was smooth didn't help still didn't have a hit here tonight now oh for his last 19 so he continues to struggle and Trent Grisham took a base hit away from him with that great catch in the first inning let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game which pitcher was dealing today let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from Traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware our ace pitcher of the game, no doubt here tonight, Pedro Avila. Best start of his major league career. Six and two-thirds innings, no runs given up, two hits. He did walk six. That was the only blemish. One strikeout, 91 pitches. But even with the walks, hey, six and two-thirds scoreless innings, you'll take that every day of the week, right? He was great. And when he did walk, guys, he erased him on double plays seemingly every time literally not every walk but he had four double plays turned behind him talk about a tough night we talked about bryce harper having a tough one how about nick castellanos he was 0 for 4 he hit into three double plays in this game one in the first inning one in the third and one in the sixth inning but no doubt avila our ace pitcher of the game let's get to pedro avila a little bit deeper here because you look at what he did here tonight he didn't rack up strikeouts he had one and we've seen pedro avila rack up strikeouts he is a guy who can get the k i mean you look at some of his appearances last time out against san francisco five and three innings four and four and uh, a third innings uh the, the start before that uh the relief appearances some of them seven strikeouts and four and two-thirds back in early august there were seven strikeouts in four innings uh to begin august that that's uh starting Colorado so he is a guy who can collect strikeouts we know that but 
One interesting part of this game was that Pedro Avila did it a little bit differently. He did walk guys, but he got a ton of ground balls, including four double plays. And you look at what he did here tonight with the pitch mix. Four-seam fastball, 46%, through the sinker, 24% of the time, change-up, 22%, curveball, 8%, and he was getting ground balls galore. Uh, a lot of sinking action, and the change-up, really effective as well. I mean, look, that, that change-up, we talked about it, uh, I think it was, uh, what did we say, pregame, 167 batting average uh, for opponents against that change-up. Uh, it, it's been very effective, and look, Pedro has been very effective it's something we talked about in the pregame you know you look at the last two outings for him and at least in my opinion I didn't think the final lines were nearly indicative of what he actually did there was the start in Milwaukee where he went four scoreless innings to begin the day and then gave up five earned runs in uh in, in the fifth inning and by the way I'm going back and looking here because I just want to refresh my memory on the game. Of those five earned runs, uh, let me see here. Of those five earned runs, what I'm looking at here, at least one of them, yeah, at least one, well, there was an error, number one, on one of the plays. And number two, uh, he was not on the mound for for one of those runs. So he was charged with uh, with five earned runs. Okay, but again, he went four scoreless innings to begin the day. You look at the last start against San Francisco, gave up six runs in the third inning, but one was earned. I mean, five unearned runs out of the six. So the defense did not help him out. And if the defense is better, you remember the ball hits Matthew Batten to start that inning that really started the whole thing. If he gets the first out, who knows what happens? My point is, I didn't think the results, the final lines were necessarily indicative of of how he actually pitched for the most part some of it on him some of it not but here tonight he he was the guy we've seen for the most part this season six and two-thirds scoreless innings his overall numbers now this year 219 era 10 outings four starts now and look with joe musgrove on the il you darvish on the il it's pretty unclear right now whether either of those guys are are going to pitch again this season. I'm not saying they they won't, but it sounds with both of them like the Padres are being very, very cautious, and it sounds like that especially with Joe. So I would say there's a chance that those guys don't pitch again. I don't know that for sure, but I don't think it's a guarantee. And with the Padres, you know, possibly in another week or two, let's be realistic here, you know, it, it may just, you know, as far as playoff picture and things like that, it it may just not make sense to rush them back in any way, shape, or form, right? So, look, Pedro Avila is going to get opportunities to continue to start here in all likelihood. And good for him, number one. And number two, what an opportunity. Because the Padres, there is a world where they will enter spring training next year. Who knows? Maybe having a spot in that rotation up for grabs. And it's not the worst thing in the world to have somebody like Pedro Avila who has experience, who maybe does some really good things this year, is somebody who's a candidate for a spot next year. And it's something this organization needs. They need some of their young players to come up and contribute. And Pedro Avila is somebody who is in that category, certainly. He's had a very interesting journey. He made his major league debut all the way in 2019, then had Tommy John surgery later that year. You know, then he gets a couple of opportunities last year, but but has never had an opportunity like this. And he's getting a real shot, and for the most part, he's taken advantage of it. So, I mean, look, next year's next year. Spring training's a long way away, but there's a real chance here for Avila to at least put it in the minds of this organization. Hey, th- this is a real guy. This is a guy that you know, a number five starter spot next year. We're comfortable having them compete for it in spring training and, and giving them a real shot. We'll see how it all works out and what the names are and what happens with Waka and Lugo and, and all these things. But the point being, for the most part this season, aside from really a, a couple of innings, Pedro Avila has been really, really impressive. Really impressive. So good for him. Um, he's a good story. And uh, you heard me ask Fernando, and we'll play it again for you. You know, again, there are not many guys on this team that Fernando Tatis Jr. 
played in the minor leagues with. But Pedro Avila is one of them. I, I was going back and looking at it during the game. I mean, they, they played with each other in 2017 at Fort Wayne. So, you know, look, I, I just I think it's important that the Padres have guys like Avila step up like this. It's important for next year and the years to come. So we'll see what happens with, with Pedro Avila moving forward and how he continues to perform. But I don't know how you come away with what he's done this season with, with anything other than being pretty impressed with what he's done. And, hey, on top of all that, Avila conversation, we'll move on. He did it against this Phillies lineup here tonight. I mean, think about this. This Phillies lineup without Trey Turner, who is scorching hot, he's on the paternity list right now. Padres got a break. They didn't have to face him tonight, won't have to face him tomorrow. So good timing there. But even without Trey Turner, there are a lot of big names here. The Phillies entered tonight having hit a home run in 17 straight games, having averaged nearly six and a half runs per game since the beginning of August, 69 total home runs, and a combined team OPS of 897, all that since August 1st. I mean, this has been, and we saw it yesterday, my goodness, with the nine hits and the, uh, excuse me, nine runs and 16 hits and three home runs. It's a good offense. And for Pedro Avila to do what he did against this offense in particular, add it to the list of things that have been really impressive for this young man. And we'll see what happens with Avila moving forward. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with more of our nightly awards, full out-of-town scoreboard. Take your phone calls coming up, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If you'd rather get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you're thinking about the Padres, what happened here tonight in this 8 to nothing win. More coming up when we come back to Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 8 and the Phillies nothing. As the Padres bounce back, they've won 4 of 5. They even up this three-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you inside the booth. Keep wanting to say the loft. Inside the booth here tonight. Uh, As we uh, wrap this one up, Padres win it 8 nothing over the Phillies. Padres picking up their 14th shutout win of the season very impressive but maybe no surprise with how good the starting pitching has been uh this season and a lot of good stuff to talk about Padres getting a home run from Fernando Tatis Jr. is 23rd of the year that got the scoring started broke a scoreless tie in the fourth inning Padres scoring three in the fourth inning four in the sixth inning one in the eighth inning that was plenty behind six and two-thirds awesome innings of work scoreless innings of work from Pedro Avila and we talked about Pedro extensively in our last segment if you missed it you can catch up when we're done with the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast we'll get to your phone calls we have lit up phone lines so we'll get to those in a little bit 833-288-0973 the phone number to call let's first tell you about our relief pitcher of the game which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight, we go with Ray Kerr. Two scoreless innings out of the bullpen. Very, very nicely done for Kerr. Had to get through the top and middle of the lineup as well. Guys like Schwarber and Castellanos and Harper and Bohm. And good good outing for Ray Kerr. You really look at it, doing it against this lineup here tonight. So Ray Kerr for the two scoreless innings, our relief pitcher of the game. And look, Kerr, we've talked about him before. You know, look, he had a, uh, he's had some nice outings. He's had some tougher outings. The thing you like about Ray Kerr is, to me, the stuff. I mean, he's pumping in uh, an average fastball tonight of 96 miles an hour. 
Got a pretty good-looking curveball. He, he can mix in the changeup as well. He, from the left side, he's got good stuff, and we've talked about it. The results have been inconsistent, but from a, a prospect perspective, and again, a homegrown you know, guy, even though he was with another organization first, he made his major league debut last year with the Padres. We talked about it with Pedro Avila, and, you know, in, in a way, it's even a similar conversation with somebody like Ray Kerr. You know, look, this final month is a real opportunity for somebody like that to show what they can do and set themselves up to compete for a spot on this roster in 2024 and those things are really important to have some young guys that are from the system that can do that so hopefully ray kerr continues to do what he did here tonight with two scoreless innings let's tell you about our player of the game which player had the biggest impact on today's game let's find out who is today's player of the game presented by valley view casino and hotel catch every game at patties and pints plus enjoy four dollar beer every thursday visit valleyviewcasino.com today first pitch to bogart's after the mound visit chopped to third and that'll get through a base hit tatis has scored soto held at third Bowman Sosa, the two infielders on the left side, both kind of stopped and looked at each other. Next thing you know, it's four to nothing. Xander Bogarts, our player of the game, a four for four night. Three singles, a double, three runs scored on the evening. He was great, and he is red hot right now, Xander Bogarts. 14 for 25 in his last seven games. That's a 560 batting average in that span. So Xander continues to really contribute looking like the Xander we saw in that first month of the year and you zoom out and we've talked about it and we'll get to it more pregame tomorrow ever since the all-star break I mean look Xander's been very productive for the most part you know runners in scoring position we've discussed the struggles there but I mean he's hitting 272 at this point if he can get that average up you know around 280 I know the the home run and RBI numbers are not going to be what people expected but there have certainly been flashes for Xander Bogarts of, of what he truly is. And he's a great player. He is. And maybe we're seeing, you know, a preview of what you see overall in 2024. But he certainly contributed in a uh, very, very big way here as of late. By the way, Bogarts, his 11 hits in his last five games, that ties uh, the third most in his career through a five-game stretch. So, again, he is red hot, whatever number you want to look at right now. He's uh, getting it done, getting on base and scoring three runs in this game here tonight. By the way, just a, a little correction, not that it's all that important. Uh, I said Ray Kerr faced Boom. He did not. He got pinch hit for in the ninth inning and it didn't face uh, Stott either. He got pinch hit for as well. So pardon me on that. In my defense, that's a part of the game where I am down on the field getting ready for my post-game interview. Not to make uses, but sometimes, you know, in an 8 nothing game, ninth inning, some things can get a little lost in the shuffle for yours truly. <laughs> anyway, Ray Kerr still our relief pitcher of the game. All right, phone number to call, 833-288-0973. The phone lines are lighting up, so let's get to them. We lead things off here tonight. Jay in El Cajon. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show. How are you? Sammy Lev. Good to talk to you, bud. We missed you on the field on Saturday. Me and Joe were down there for his birthday. You walked right past us, but we still Oh, I'm sorry. Ha- happy birthday, uh, Joe. I hope you had a great day. Thank you. And uh And uh, next time, y- yell at me a little bit louder, please. You know what? I give it to you. Listen here. Uh, that's a team win. Not to sell anybody individually short, but offense was on point today. Draw bait runs, right? Uh, Bogarts, yeah. Four for four. You got to got to do it. Every once in a while, the kid's got to perform, right? Ray Kerr, Cosgrove, everybody pitching well. My hat tonight goes off to Avila. To go six and two-thirds as a reliever, but as a starter, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. We love seeing that. I don't care if he had one strikeout or zero strikeouts. To give up zeros in the run column is what makes you a good pitcher. Four double plays turned tonight. Man, what a ball game to watch from right field. Sam, we are all smiles. What a great birthday weekend extended into this week for Joe. Dude, I got nothing else to say except you're telling me there's a chance. Joe, you got anything, bud? <laughs> go all ahead, right, Joe. Jay. Yeah, Joe, go ahead. Uh, Patty was on fire tonight, I will say. 
doing great and right on the plate. He was dealing, not dealing. How about, how about that catch from Chris, though, kid? That was yeah. insane. He got a start on him. <laughs> hey, it's a good win, Sam. We love you, kid. We'll see you next time. All right, Jay and Joe calling in, uh, sounds like, from the car. Thank you guys for calling in. Happy belated birthday, Joe. And, uh, uh, look, yes, team win. No doubt about it. Starting pitching, offense, bullpen work. And, and look, we know it's been a problem this year. Things not clicking on all cylinders on a lot of nights. There have not been, you know, nearly as many nights that, that that has happened where everything has clicked at once or, or certainly for an extended stretch where everything has clicked seamlessly at once and uh, yeah there's always a chance and, and so you, there there's an elimination mark against the the Padres in the standings there's that little marker on their name there's always a chance always a chance and hey you only got 22 games remaining this season you got to enjoy them no matter what. Baseball season is precious, right? Let's go to Joe calling in. Hi, Joe. You're on the Padres postgame show. Hey, guys. Can can you hear me all right? I hear you loud and clear, Joe. I say that I love the show. You guys are doing a great job. Um, I just want to mark how Pedro Avila was doing tonight. I was actually at the game. And just to feel the energy from the crowd, it was really amazing he was marking all of his pitches and just to be able to see him pitch the most pitches that he's pitched all year at 91 and to bring his era all the way down to what 219 it's Mm -hmm. beautiful to see especially going into next year i believe that we still have a chance i'm not going to mark us out until there's absolutely no chance i believe that we can do it still i don't know about you guys well, yeah, look, and Joe, appreciate the call. Look, I'll get to both of your points. Uh, Avila was great, and despite the walks, he found a way to erase a lot of them really quickly on double plays. He was great. He was great, and we talked a lot about him already. Uh, look, I, I think he, he's really making a name for himself. What happens moving forward, how he finishes this year, I don't know. But right here, right now, I think he's a name to watch for next season. You know, we'll, we'll see what the rotation looks like going into spring training. I don't think it's inconceivable that the Padres could go into next season with, with guys competing for, you know, I don't know, a, a number five spot in the rotation. But we know, I mean, look, this is a team that the last couple of years has gone with a six-man rotation to start the year. It is not inconceivable that if Pedro Avila continues to do what he's done, he could find himself on this roster and in a starting role in some capacity next year. I don't think that's a crazy idea, especially with how he's performed. So that's uh, point number one you made there, Joe. Point number two, uh, look, there's always a chance. Uh, it's a very, very tall order the Padres have, and there's no way around it, okay? And there's uh, there's no way around the type of season it's been and the expectations and, and everything that's happened here that has not been, been great. It has not gone the way you thought it would go. But is there always a chance? Of course. And, hey, at bare minimum, if that helps you enjoy and stay, you know, really, really interested these final 22 games, then so be it. Then so be it. You know, I, <laughs> like I said, baseball seasons are, are precious. Uh, and uh, try to enjoy it no matter what. And, hey, you're right. Always a chance. You never know. Sports. That's why you love it, right? Let's go to Lee calling in. Hello, Lee. What's up? Hey, I was wondering if you knew the status of EU uh, e- Darvish and uh, Joe Musgrove. And I want to ask a couple more questions. You could answer that real quick. Sure. Uh, well, let's yeah, let's uh, get to uh, uh, to Darvish and uh, and Musgrove here. Hold on, I'm just pulling up my uh, my notes on them. I want to make sure I get it right. What I can tell you while I I pull up my notes here on uh, on uh, Joe and. Uh, Joe, and you, is that, look, they're going to be very, very conservative uh, conservative with both, and I, I talked about this earlier. Uh, I'll give you the updates on, on both right now. Uh, Darvish, uh, you know, he th- we, we heard uh, uh, yesterday that he had, he had been throwing, uh, you know, plyo balls, uh, and then he played catch today. So that was the update on Darvish. Uh, you know, he's starting okay. to throw a little bit. He played catch today. With Joe Musgrove, he continues to play catch from what i believe is uh, a max of 70 feet out but there's nothing more than that here here's what i'll tell you about it lee 
Look, I, I think they're yeah. going to be very, very conservative with both. I, I know with Joe it's going to be okay. very, very slow, and they do not want to rush Joe. Um, I'm not sure if Darvish, you know, if there's more emphasis on him getting back. I know hearing from you that he is not ruled out pitching again this season. Here's the reality. I mean, there's there's 22 games left, and a team right now that, that you know, let's just be honest, is, hey, is you know, on the outside. They need to win look- 20 of those. <laughs> right, right. They so, need, but, they need but here's, to have 20 of those to right, have a chance. Right, right. But here's what I'll say, Lee. I don't know that the Padres are going to rush him back because they need to go win 28. Out of no, you know, that's, that, I understand that. I was yeah. just asking you if you yeah. knew about their status. Mm-hmm. But um, they need to keep Waka. They, they need to keep Suarez. And they need to keep uh, the core of the team. And I don't think this is just an abomination of, of a horrible season. I, I, I don't get it, and I never will get it. I've lived in San Diego my whole life, and I'm still a Chargers fan too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't let go of those guys just because they moved to LA and the Spanishes took our, ripped our hearts out. Anyways, I, I love the Padres, and I just wish this season. Yeah, Lee, I I feel you, and thank you for the phone call, as always, Lee, and I feel your frustration. Look, I I get it. I get it. It has not been the season you dreamt of, okay? And I think that goes for for everybody, okay? Look, it has not been the season I thought it would be either, okay? Uh, There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, no matter what happens, you mentioned the name Michael Waka there, it's going to be an interesting situation with... The Padres having uh, uh, the uh, the team option on him that they can exercise. If they don't take that, then Waka has options he can exercise. He's pitched really well. He also does have an injury history. It's an interesting situation. Lugo's also a really interesting situation. A guy that has pitched really well and may be able to go back on the market and get a longer deal and make more money. Look, those are two guys who have been really good, and I'm with you. I think the Padres would be very wise to try to keep them here. Is that going to happen or not? I don't know. Um, you know, the, we've talked about it a ton. The, the core of this team will be very similar. Okay, you never rule out a major move, but it, it will be, in all likelihood, very, very similar. There will, there will be different faces around here. Josh Hader's a free agent. Blake Snell's a free agent. Things are going to change. Um but look, Lee, I hope, I hope for you and everybody out there, yeah, I hope it's a much better start to next year. I hope it's a much different kind of season. Um, you know, and they're going to go into next season with expectations, certainly high ones. Um, and uh, you certainly hope that they're able to, to turn it around, no doubt. Let's go to Steve calling in from La Mesa. Hi, Steve. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. Uh, I'll just be brief and brilliant. The only thing I'd like to say is this. I've been watching the Padres since 1969 when they had bleacher seats out at Jack Murphy Stadium. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, the only thing I would say, humbly as a man, <coughs> if you don't have good pitching, <coughs> excuse me, good hitting and defense, you're not going to win a lot of ball games at that level. Well, Steve, look, uh, the, the, and thank you for the phone call. The Padres have had some of it. I mean, look, the pitching, the starting pitching has been terrific. Um, the bullpen has been up and down, but certainly there are aspects of the bullpen. A guy like Josh Hader has been really, really good. Um, they've had some nice stories in that pen, like Tom Cosgrove, come up and contribute. You know, Suarez has been a little bit up and down since he came back. Um, you know, look, it, it, you look at the offense, we all know the deal. The inconsistencies of it day-to-day, the issues with runners in scoring position, the issues late in games, the issues coming back in games. A lot of it this year has fallen on the offense. Um, there have also been a, a lot of just weird elements to this whole thing. The one-run games, the extra innings, the, I mean, list goes on and on. The inability to win more than three in a row. It's a mix of it all that's led to the record where it is right now. But look, out of your list there, Steve, they're, they're, they've are they checked some boxes on that list. 
Um, they haven't checked all of them necessarily day-to-day and kind of week-by-week. You hope next year you can kind of check every box. Let's uh, go to Don calling in from Rancho Bernardo. Hello, Don. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing, Sammy? I'm doing well, Don. Beautiful night here at the ballpark. Yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, no, it was a great night. I got out there tonight again with my mom. Uh, we were looking around the ballpark when it was, you know, the game was kind of underway there. And you're really surprising. Nine games under 500, and it looked close to, if not sold out to me. Now, yeah, it was. You know, I know they were giving away yeah, bobbleheads tonight, but still, they were sold out on Friday night. And, and just what a what a you know, great crowd we've got, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the fans when, you know, we're kind of clearly out of the playoff race and, uh, mm-hmm. and they're still going out supporting the game. So that was cool to see. It's just so mm-hmm. fun to be there, you know, it's fun, fun atmosphere. But um, I just have to give a little shout out to my mom. Speaking of mom, she says to me right after the ball game, she says, you know, those boys, they were playing baseball tonight. She says, and whenever they do that, they seem to win. She says they were hitting double play. They were getting double plays and hitting to the holes. So that's mm-hmm. baby. That's straight from a horse's mouth. If any players are out there listening, all you got to do to win, guys, is just go play baseball. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> just go play baseball and you'll win a bunch of games. I thought that was so cute when Mom yeah. says that to me. Um, and they were. She's not incorrect at all. It was a true team effort tonight on both sides. I know you touched on that earlier, and a couple callers did as well. Um, but uh, all around a fun night, and even when they're not in the playoff hunt, uh, realistically anyway, it's still so fun right. to go out there. And, and you know, one last point here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really – I'm cheering so hard for these young guys to do well. You know, like you, you were speaking a whole bunch about Avila tonight. And um, then we've got Campy. I think he hit a, he had a base hit RBI. And even mm-hmm. Matty Batty, we call him Matthew Batten, um, had a had a he had an RBI. I don't think he had a hit necessarily to drive it in, but um, so you know, love to see that happen. And um, really, really looking forward to more production from those kind of guys for the rest of the year. That's what I'm. That's mm-hmm. what's got me jazzed and watching every game. So yeah, uh, for sure. What are your thoughts? Yep. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good call, Don. Good call, and, and happy you enjoyed the game tonight uh, with your mom. That's that's great to hear. Uh, look, your mom was right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, when you play baseball the way they did tonight, it, it, it looks easy, right? And uh, the sixth inning was a good example of just sort of not trying to do too much and putting the ball in play and just letting things happen, right? They load the bases. Bogarts, a, a soft ground ball, gets through the left side, a base hit, RBI, Campusano. Just bloops one. Well, I don't know if it was a bloop, more of a just a little uh, looper, I would say. Bloop, loop, whatever. Into shallow center. Two runs come in, and just like that, it went from a 3 nothing game to a 6 nothing game. So they did a good job, especially in that sixth inning, of playing that kind of baseball. And on to your point on the crowd, yeah, it was terrific once again. I'll get more into the crowd in a second. Let's pause for station ID on the Padres Radio Network. KWFNFM and KWFNH1 San Diego. This is Manny Machado from the San Diego Padres. The Padres lay here. 97.3, the fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Padres 8, Phillies nothing on this Tuesday night. Quickly before we go to break. Uh, yeah, the crowd, 42,970, 55th sellout of the season in this building. And it was Fernando Tatis Jr. bobblehead night. But look, even with the way things are right now, the standings, the record, the frustrations, the disappointment of, of what this season you thought would be, there's no doubt one of the main storylines truly of this year are the crowds, are the fans, the way they've shown up. I mean, 55 sellouts. And this place was packed here tonight. It was rocking. And Fernando hits the home run on his bobblehead night. So, look, even last night, it's a Monday. Well, it is Labor Day. But, you know, a Monday, 30, there were nearly 40,000 people here yesterday. I mean, there has not been, put it this way, a bad crowd here all year. Not even close. Not even close. Every crowd here this season has been really good. And then you have 55 sellouts. So, Hey, I've said it a lot. The fans, you've shown up. You've done all you can do. You can't control what happens on the field, but you've absolutely done everything you can do uh, to do your part. And I 
I commend you for that. All right, we'll step aside when we come back. Out-of-town scoreboard, we'll replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game, after he hit a home run in a second straight game here tonight. Wrap things up, get you ready for the rubber game of this series tomorrow after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 8, Phillies nothing as the Padres take the middle game of this three-game series, and they set up a rubber game of this series tomorrow. More on that coming up in just a bit. Sam Levitt with you here on our post-game coverage from Petco Park. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the... This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final in the Major Leagues. Twins beat the Guardians 8-3 in Cleveland. Donovan Solano, a three-run triple in that game. Guardians have opened up. I should say, excuse me, the Twins have opened up a seven-game lead for first place in the American League Central. Brewers beat the Pirates 7-3 in Pittsburgh. Brandon Woodruff got the win in that one. He went seven shutout innings. Rays beat the Red Sox in 11-8-6 in Tampa Bay. Brandon Lau. Is he low or is he loud? There's a loud, there's a low. I think he's loud. Brandon Lau hits a three-run home run in that 11th inning to propel the Rays past the Red Sox. I think it's Josh Lowe and Brandon Lau. And then there's Nathaniel Lowe on Texas. Anyway, Marlins beat the Dodgers 6-3 in Miami. Brian De La Cruz, a two-run home run in that one for Miami. Reds beat the Mariners 7-6 in Cincinnati. Nick Martini. Big three-run home run to tie the game in that one for Cincinnati. Yankees beat the Tigers 5-1 in New York. Giancarlo Stanton hit his 400th career home run in that game. Nets beat the Nationals 11-5 in D.C. Pete Alonso hit a home run, one of five for the Mets in that one. Cardinals beat the Braves 10-6 in Atlanta. Royals beat the White Sox 7-6 in Kansas City. Cubs beat the Giants 11-8 in Chicago. Seiya Suzuki, Christopher Morrell hit home runs in that game at Wrigley Field. Astros beat up on the Rangers 14-1. We talked in the pregame about this one, how Jose Altuve had three home runs in the first three innings. One in the first, one in the second, and one in the third. Martin Maldonado also had two home runs. And Jordan Alvarez also had a home run, and Altuve had three. In the first three innings, I don't think I've ever heard of that, a home run in each of the first three innings for Jose Altuve. Other finals, Orioles over the Angels in Anaheim in 10-5-4. Rockies beat the D-backs 3-2 in Arizona. Blue Jays over the A's 7-1 in Oakland. And that's a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll hear from Fernando Tatis Jr. in just a moment, but first, let's hear his home run. It's our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game, presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration, because we know how. Sosa made a great play, and nobody going to catch this one. Fernando launching to left field. Deep into the second deck, deep into the night, and the Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the fourth. Fernando Tatis Jr. is 23rd home run of the season, fittingly. Number 23 on the year for number 23 on his bobblehead night. It all worked out tonight like that, huh? Big moment for Fernando. Made it a 1-0 game. Padres would get three in the fourth inning. Four in the sixth inning, one in the eighth inning, en route to an 8 nothing win. I caught up with Fernando Tatis Jr. on the field right after the game. Fernando, two straight games, a home run in each. They both went a long way. What's giving you the ability to drive the ball like that right now? Uh, just keep it consistent at bats, you know, going to a play with a, with a right approach, right mentality, and executing at the end. 
Pedro Avila, he was outstanding tonight. Six and two-thirds scoreless innings. From your perspective in right field, what worked so well for him? It was amazing. He was executing his pitches. It was attacking the entire night. And, I mean, he executed to perfection tonight. You and Pedro go a ways back. You played in the minor leagues together on a personal level. What's it like to see him get to the major leagues and have the type of success he continues to have? It's amazing, especially when you know the battle, where they come from, you know, the, all the struggles they have been through. And now seeing them in the big league level having success is just an amazing story to be part of. Another sold-out crowd here tonight. It was your bobblehead night. What was it like to put on a show on your bobblehead night? It was amazing. It was amazing. Always great when, when you can contribute, you know, and, and always, it's always a beautiful day when you can play this game. They gave you some of those bobbleheads, right? Yeah, they did. They gave me okay. <laughs> Fernando, thanks so much. Great job tonight. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. A big day for Fernando on his bobblehead night. The fans who showed up. They got a bobblehead at the start. They got a Padres win at the end of the night. So all was well in Padres land here tonight. Padres will go for a series win. Tomorrow would be a second straight series win for the Padres if they can get it tomorrow. Rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow afternoon. Little Wednesday matinee here at Petco Park. 1.10 p.m. First pitch tomorrow. Ecowater SoCal. Padres pregame show begins at 12.10. Good pitching matchup tomorrow. On the mound for the Phillies, right-hander Zach Wheeler. And on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Michael Waka. First pitch at 1.10. Pregame begins with me at 12.10. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight for the Padres. Eight runs, ten hits, no errors. They left on four. For the Phillies, no runs, three hits, one error. They left on six. Winning pitcher here tonight, Pedro Avila. Picks up his first major league win. Improves to one and two. Michael Lorenzen takes the loss. He's now eight and nine. Time of game, two hours and 14 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park, the 55th sellout of 2023. 42,970. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres eat and the Philadelphia Phillies nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.